I start with a prayer that comes from the scripture that is listed in Ephesians. It simply says that we are to pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. And to that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. And it goes on to say, the writer says, to pray for me. For when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I speak. Let us go to God. Gracious and loving God, we pray for a constant flow of your spirit. From the back to the front, from the front to the back, to the top, to the bottom, to the bottom, to the top. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. And let the message that comes forth penetrate and allow newness of heart to flow from each and every one of your saints. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is the third of a series that began at the beginning of August. And the series was simply titled, Getting to Know God. And it was titled that after I had an opportunity to preach the first Sunday. Because I realized part of what God is calling each of us into is an ongoing relationship of spiritual maturity and growth. But sometimes, like other areas of our lives, we get a little stuck. And we get to know God in our heads, and we're not sure that we're embracing God fully in our hearts because if someone were to simply see us, and not hear us, they may not be sure that we were really Christians. Let me say it again. They hear nothing out of our mouths. They simply see our walk, and they might become confused. Cheerful hearts, many of us have. But it's amazing that sometimes we grow weary. The scripture challenges us not to grow weary of doing good, for in due season, things will come to pass. But if we look back over this year, last August, many of us did not have a clue what was on the horizon in the fourth Sunday of August in 2005. Some of us had had challenges in our lives. Our children had started school, yet once again there were things going on. But even with all the news, that there were storms of ruin in the We said, my faith is strong enough. Nothing can happen. We have a cheerful heart. We were excited, but we did not view what was going to come. 
Because truly, if we're honest, God may give us a prophetic thought. God may show us the preferred vision from time to time. And he walks with us and talks with us. But he knows things we will never know. I'll be the first to admit, Texas weather has been a challenge to me. I never kind of get it together here in Texas. And you'll laugh. I knew what snow tires were and I knew what chains were, but I couldn't yet get together what this other road on the side was. When someone said the Bayou City, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know there was all these other bodies of water that may be held back just by these little roads and things. And someone said, oh, that's a little bayou. And I said, it's a gully. No, it's a bayou. It's a gully. I didn't understand. But I got to understand rain pretty doggone well since I've been here. It comes fast, it comes hard, and then it's sunshine. And it can rain on one side of the street and may not rain on the other. But it's amazing how, if that's the norm, we just say, hey, that's just how it is. We don't control it, believe it. And there's things you can believe in your mind. But it's until you go believe and know in your heart, it just doesn't get through. I didn't realize how the sanctuary was laid out until the carpet was tore up last year. But there's a cross here, there's a cross here, and if you look at the layout of this sanctuary, there's a cross right here. is, if we know better, we'll do better. That is the third session of this series. Believing and knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. Believing and knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you. Do you believe it? Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you. Do you know it? 
y'all ain't ready to answer them questions. Because we say, oh, shh, Pastor, don't ask that question. I've been knowing these people for years. We done grown up together. Girlfriend, boyfriend, we went to school together. And I know God is a good God because I've seen them go from here to there. I ain't talking about them. I'm saying, take a mirror and look at yourself. Because before you can really ask somebody else the question, you got to pull out the mirror and say, mirror, mirror, on the wall. Do I love myself? Do I love Jesus Christ? And I want to do and live what I know is right. And when I'm convinced, and God knows that each of us have to be convinced, but there's a scripture, and it slips my mind right now, where Paul says to the people of Corinthians, I haven't yet arrived there yet. I haven't got to that point of perfection, but I want you to know that you need to believe him and know him because he's an awesome God. All right. Who is the judge in the jury? Who is the one that will indicate where we go and what we do and what will happen to our lives? Just because we believe God, just because we know God, doesn't mean we won't have trials and tribulations. Because the word of God said there will be trials and tribulations in our lives. So if we want to go from believing to knowing, we can't take a detour that says, excuse me, I don't want any trials and tribulations on this street. It would be good if we could do that. It would be good because some of us would not be who God calls us to be if it wasn't for the perseverance and the character building that comes with the trials and the tribulations. I want you to think about a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. Think about it. They flutter, ooh, ooh, all around. But there was once an email story that was out. There was a man who loved butterflies. And he had him a few little butterflies that he was raising. And he saw this one in the cocoon that was really struggling. He clipped it just a little bit. So it wouldn't struggle so bad. But he let all the other ones struggle. But that one he saw a thing of, he kind of clipped that one a little bit. Then the process continued. And they finally metamorphosized, changed up, and became the butterflies God needed them to be. As they busted out a cocoon, each and every one just flew this way. Flew that way, but the one where the man had clipped just a little something, something, couldn't fly at all. It's not just for young people. It's not just for middle-aged people. It's not just for people who have seen a senior moment, and they are in the full wisdom of their life. God has called us to be here now, so he needs us to believe us and know us and do what he has called us to do.
If you are still breathing, say hallelujah. If you are still breathing, say thank you, Jesus. He has brought us from a mighty long way. Why are we complacent? Why are we allowing somebody else to set the tone for our lives? Because we don't want to fight it all the way out. even question sometimes whether we really know it to the fullness because we are bound and I'm out to say one thing but we are stuck what is holding us hostage what is stopping us from having the greatest school district in life what is stopping us from having a full church what is stopping us from being a blessing to everybody who walks through the door? What is holding us back? Because we believe it and we don't fully know. Oh, yeah. I knew Satan wanted this message shut down. When the storm started raging, I said, but I'll preach it. Whether we have a lectures in your mouth. Because to know God is to be who he has called us to be. And to be is to be related, and we are related in the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went all the way to South Korea and saw a different God. But I saw the same God. He was an awesome wonder. I felt the presence like I never felt it before. I knew the miracles when I saw them. But I had prayed hard. Hard, hard, hard. And he said, if you believe me, you know me. If you know me, you seek me every day. If you seek me, you'll live for me. In a book of Kings, the Old Testament reading in this passage, a temple is built and it's dedicated to do the work of the king. When I read it, I thought about where we are going next in a community that needs to see restoration and new births. Can you imagine having the temple being built that God said built? And we don't even believe fully that it can happen. That challenges is my soul. But until we come to the table together and make some agreement that in spite of it all, we're going to believe it, we're going to live it, we're going to know it, we're going to make it happen, we're going to stop it. And we're going to obey the most of God. But before that, we will reconcile with Jesus Christ. There's a cross up the middle of this church. Our Savior laid on the cross, nailed to the cross, bent down on the cross for our fear. Do we believe it? Do we know it? 
Do we live it? Do we seek it? Do we shout amen? Do we have an expectation that a mighty God is on the move in this place? Solomon prayed and called the people into covenant. When they moved over to the book of Psalms, that passage in Psalms is a dedication unto the Solomon temple. Crying out, singing out, that we would be a worshiping body. We would be a praising body. We would be a body that believes in one and true and living God. It is a sign. It is a sign. Psalms 84 is a song that reminds us how good God is. How good he is. Not just how somebody, but he said, this is my dwelling place. This is where my soul shall Every time we enter into the house, there ought to be a shouting going on. It ought to have a fear to it. It ought to have a beat to it. It ought to be And it's not about, do we be like this? But sometimes it's a quiet thing. Is it just going back and forth and rocking our soul and turning us away? Oh, yeah. You ought to be able to feel the presence. I felt it in soul. I was amazed in something. I thought and felt an awesomeness of God. I was marveled. I just kind of said, oh, let me bask in this. He said, but you can't say I'm not. You've got to get back on the plane. Take it back. Tell the truth. Make it happen. I gave it to you to get it away. another thought but thanks be to God moving from believing to knowing getting to know God challenges us to do three things explore God all the time the Western Quadrilateral says we get to know God by this four ways everything we do can fall in these areas through scripture through reason, through tradition. And the fourth one is slip my mind, have mercy. Structure, reason, tradition, experience. I knew it was up there. I was having a, just a moment, but I could call it back. God needs us to experience who He is. God needs us to read and study how to stay in relationship with Him. God needs us to read it with our mind and feel with our heart and pray unto Him. But Jesus needs us to say, even with tradition, 
that we never stop seeking Him on a daily basis. Through the truth, the life, and the everlasting blessing. For the long term of knowing God is realizing that that is the manna, the food that will feed us through salvation in all things. The second thing is that we should be a constant prayer for the saints and the saints to come and the ones that want to be saints. We ought to be a prayer for everybody, not just when it feels good, not just when it's really nice, but there's a drug addict on the streets. There's a child who has run away. There's a parent who has stopped being a parent. There's a person who just got kicked out of their house. And we don't know anything about it because we don't drive down that street. And when we do, we drive like this. Face forward, don't look to the left or the right. God is calling us into a new relationship to both believe and know. And then finally, I challenge you to ask God, what does it mean to be spirit-led? For it is through the spirit of the Most High God that we can begin to understand that we have come to believe and know that you are God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the full Trinity, that you are the Holy One. Not that I think it and I believe it because it was my grandmama, my papa, Pookie and them, mama and them, told me about what it was. I know it for myself. I know that 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 he is who he is. It's present. You can see it in our hearts. And the question is, so what? So what you know? So what you believe? So what? So what? So what? If we live everything that our mantra, our vision, 2006, 2000 beyond, Everything we've done up to here, everything we will do in the future, if we fully believe it, then look around you. Our ministry of reconciliation will offer truth. However, if we know it, and we sit with it, and we think about it, and we chit chat it, but don't invite nobody else. We get what we get because this is what we've invested in. So I challenge you, implore you, pray with you, invite you to ask the question that they asked us in soul career. Reconcile with self, how do you do it? Reconcile with the community, how do you do it? Reconcile with the body of Christ. How is it that you do it? And the thing is, we don't do it. We live it. We both believe it and we know it and we live it by faith.
and celebrate the Most High God. If you are not in full relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're not sure what anger is next, we're shouting you to the book. And you say, Hi. The doors of the church are open. Will you come? Will you come?